it's relaxing when I hear that. It's a great, it's a great theme. Thank you. This is Bob Kester on the keyboards, this by is, the way. This is how I feel when I go fishing. I know exactly how you looked when you did this too, because Kester turns into an animal when you put him in front of a, a keyboard. So I'm like that. Uh, I'm like animal, but not on drums. Exactly. How's the pottery business going, by the way? I haven't done pottery in over a year because of my shoulder problem. Ugh. You got to really be in shape in order to get that. The kneading of the ah, clay. Okay. I can't knead. Never clay. thought about that. Unless I made these little. I could. I could probably get away with making shot glasses. Oh, hang on. <laughs> the, the no, no GMO fishing, fishing show. show. I like how you, how you tell me when my song is ready for for the. Bridge. No, I just. Oh, I saw that you were going into another thought. And I, I wasn't. Wanna, I didn't want to miss the big I can multitask. I'm sorry. It's not an issue. I forget that you you didn't start radio yesterday. And I wrote that song, so <laughs> I sort of know where it goes. Such a jerk. So I, before, while we're on that subject, I just I want to quick mention this because um, you are a Potter. You've done stuff for me. I, I am the Harry Potter. I, yeah. You're the Harry Potter, and I, I remember. Um, I've I had at least a, a few trivets that you did many years oh, ago. Oh yeah, that's right. And they're like um, Aztec inspired, and I didn't even have to give you a design or anything. I'm like, I just need a couple of trivets. Can you make them? Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks later, we made a freaking awesome Christmas gift, man. Yeah, and and I have members of my own family who asked recently nice. if I've been doing anything on pottery, but my shoulders are so messed up still that it's it's days of recovery if I work on these little. Little balls of clay. I could probably make some decent shot glasses, but I certainly can't make a decent mug or a bowl or a plate. No, does it suck though for you? When does your family expect you to do free pottery for them just because they know that you do it? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, but they don't. They don't make that request on a regular basis. But right. they would love to get something from me for the holidays. Who or wouldn't? Like that. It's a one of a kind thing, and, and it worked out really well for me for for many Christmases making stuff for people because you know. The color schemes of their homes, you know what they need, so you can really customize a piece for them, and it makes it special. And you don't just, um, you know, you don't just work with like a clay wheel like that. But there's all sorts of crazy things. What is that one where you quick pull it out of the kiln, put it into a garbage can, and then throw newspapers in there, and uh, catch on fire? Raku. Raku. It's Japanese. Now, what does that do to it? What does the newspapers do to when they get all flamed it up It doesn't like have that? to be newspapers. It can be any kind of burnable stuff. A lot of people use leaves and pine needles. Some people use newspapers. Some people, you know, you can rip up documents you want to shred. It doesn't right. matter. But if you take a piece out of the kiln at 2,100 degrees and you put it into a garbage can while it's still glowing and it has raku glaze on it, which is usually heavy in lead, <laughs> it's, it's not healthy. Right. And then when you throw all the com- the burnables and combustibles on top of it, and then you put the lid on the garbage can, it sucks the air out of the garbage can. Okay. Because the fire is using up all the oxygen. Right. And it leaves like this print of what looks like flames on the piece that you're working with. Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Raku. 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 R-A-K-U. Not to be confused with Roku. R-O-K. You totally different things, but for both fun to watch. I love the pottery lesson here on the No GMO Fishing Show. Yeah, right. I'll teach you how to burn your house down. <laughs> Stick around with me. Yeah, that's, that's right. But there's nothing more noxious than the fumes that come pouring out of this garbage can when you put something that hot into stuff that's that flammable in a season that is notorious, dr- notoriously dry. <laughs> right. What could go wrong? Right. So California is burning down, and it was not my fault. It would be if I was out there because that kiln is just it's hot. 
I didn't get any fishing done over the weekend, but I did get some insight about Goose Pond. What did you um, find out about Goose Pond? My friend Kenny went there over the weekend, and he just caught a couple. And like you, he grew up on it, so he knows the pond very well. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the little um, the little channel that connects the upper and lower Goose, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and what he said, remember when we were on the boat and every once in a while you'd see like a cluster of t- little fish? Yeah. He said those are smelt. Eh, I don't know. Really? I've, I've never run into schools of smelt. In Goose Pond, I've always run into schools of perch. Okay, so you think so? You you're you're sticking with your yeah. In fact, if you want to go back next time, we could always bring my net, and we'll just you know motor up the lake. And when we see a school, I'll pancake it out there and see what we pull up. And I think you'll find that it's mostly perch. If we go back, you got to let me back the uh, boat up though. Why? You think we have all day? <laughs> it's hard, though. You got to plan hey, ahead. Yo, whatever. Okay, so I can't back a boat because I've not practiced as much as you have. Oh, I didn't right? even think you wanted to go here. You want to tell this story? Go, go ahead. Uh, tell no, this I'll story. go ahead and say no, But, you, you know, you have, you have the TK, and you've, you've had it for many years, and, you know, so you, you've got a lot of experience doing it. I don't have that much experience doing it. I can back the boat up okay. Right. Except for that one time. Let, let, that- me, let me preface this because you're making me sound like some sort of a superhero that bought a boat and learned how to back up a trailer with it. <laughs> That's not the entire story. I worked at a shop in Lenox for, for a few years, right. which required me to drive all sorts of different equipment, backhoes, one tons, regular pickup trucks, and forklifts which had various types of backing up required with trailers to them. Okay. And each one has a different pivot point. And that's what screws people up is the pivot point. Because by the time you go left or right, your trailer is already there and you, it screws you up. Mm-hmm. Your, your truck's pivot point is further back than my truck's pivot point. So it was difficult for me to do yours as, as well. Not to mention the fact that you got the cover on the back of your truck with the tailgate up and the trailer disappears. So you can't even see your trailer if you look up over your shoulder. I told you that. You have to like, go strictly by your rearview mirrors on the sides. Yeah. And by the time you see the trailer in one rearview mirror, it's already too it's late. It's too late. Yeah, I said so. that because like, so, back in the boat up, it's okay. I mean, because you can see the boat. Plus, I've got the backup camera, but the backup camera isn't helping when you, you can't see the trailer until it's too late. Right. You got to really have a finesse. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that tight going there. I remember that? But remember the first time we had to back it up when we took the wrong, we missed the Cooper, whatever that road is, to go to Goose? Yeah. I'm like, well, you're going to want to turn around here because that's where we need to go. And you just kept on going. No, I, I always have a better going. idea. We're going to go up this way. Well, okay, but at some point we're going to have to turn around. All right, well, we're just going to go up this way. And we're driving and we're driving. And then we get to that nice little downhill to the left. And a little uphill to the right. So I'm like, why don't you pull up to the right, back down to the left, and then we'll go back to Cooper's, whatever that road is. Right. And you're like, no, I'm going to pull down and back up, which is really backwards. But I said, okay, fine. You sound like you know what you're doing. And then after how long was it? Like it's, it was a good, it was a solid like five real minutes of me trying to. And in those get five it. real minutes, you had three attempts to yep. back it up, and you hit the rut once, the sign. The, the the street sign, close. Close to the street sign. And then you put it back in the rut, and I was like, I'll take over. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, let me do it. And that was humiliating because, it would, I mean, it would have been worse if there was like day, if it was daylight and there was like people Traffic? waiting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, everybody waiting on you because you had to go do it backwards. That's my worst fear ever when I pull up to a busy boat ramp. I'm like, oh, crap. 
But, you know, for the record, I did ask you on the Friday before we left, do you know how to back up? Because there's a required 30-yard backup at the lake. But, see, I didn't – all right, so – the, the the ramp at, like, uh, the Oxbow, right? You pull in. It's a big parking lot. There's a huge – you can do a, a big loop around. To get into Goose Pond, you're, when you're driving in, you're, the, the, the boat ramp is just – it's part of the single road. So you can – you've got to take a left down a street and then back it out that way. Right. I would have been all day doing that. Backing it downhill because that's the way you back down. You so back. terrible. But it's all right. If you can get there early enough, you've got front row parking. We were parked right by the Sandy Can, yeah, which is a nice addition to that boat ramp. I never had a Sandy Can there when I was growing up. We had to find a tree. It was especially nice because I had a little bit of a hangover, so that was delightful smelling that, too. Well, yeah, there you go. But anyway, it's a fun place to go to, and it helps if you know how to back up a truck. It really is a great place. Um, the water is crystal clear, and yeah, I will say that it it looked like it held more fish than I caught. I only got one. You got a, a handful of them, but yeah, but they're they're in there. There's some big fish. That's that's what Kenny was saying too. You know, on the uh, on the fish finder, there's real big fish in that pond. There is, there is, and a lot of them are deep. <laughs> right. a, a lot of them are along the bottom. There's a there's a house right next to the boat ramp that's on the other side of a wall of tall arborvitae trees. That was the old house of the plumber who used to live on Goose Pond. And he would do plumbing for everybody on that street. And his old story was, if you wanted to catch big fish in Goose Pond, you would start, well, as you go out, you pass the no-wake zone, Mm -hmm. and then you start to get out into the 15-foot, 10-foot area where the weeds are sort of visible, so you can sort of fish above them. But then it starts to drop off and get deeper as you go into the upper part of the pond. He says you got to take a spinnerbait, you got to throw a weight on it, and you got to go real slow along the bottom. And he would swear that you would catch huge, largemouth bass that way. I never did. We got to give that a shot next time we do it. Especially with all those those rock ledge walls that we could just you could fish twenty feet down, thirty feet down, forty feet down, and still pee on the shore from your boat. It's true. It's really close by to the shoreline. I don't know why why I just said that I didn't go fishing. I think it, maybe it was just because of the beauty of it all. But uh, was it? It was Saturday. Yeah. Kim and I went to the Swift River. Oh, how'd you do? Um, didn't catch anything. Saw a crap load of trout, man. And these are balled the, up they're schools of trout. Big trout. Um, that it's that's got to hold other fish. Now, I, I was throwing all sorts of lures, um, and it's it, you know much like goose pond. It's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's spots where you can look down. You can see down 15 feet right around you know the Belterstown the boat the boat ramp there. Either way, um. There's got to be largemouth in there. There's got to be smallmouth in there, too, because it had the same thing that Goose Pond had. Weeds up to, like, two, three feet below the top of the water. Right, But sure. the actual depth was really, like, nine feet deep. You'd think that there's some predator fish in there. But that's also a highly stocked place, too. It is. So you're going to get a more proportionate amount of trout than you are of the native species, like your like your bass. I was really I just was surprised that we I didn't even get a nibble. And then I got, I got a, like a trout nibble once, but it was also very busy. There's a lot of people. But trout are they must be stupid because they don't the people or the trout. Well, sometimes the okay. people, but the <laughs> trout like they they don't scatter when they see you. Like it's almost like No, that's a true sign that you're probably fishing over the farmed trout because <laughs> right. they know people mean pellets and pellets <laughs> right. mean food hey how are you how are you right. oh i didn't even think about the, throw like a handful of pellets in to kind of oh, chum for why, it that's why the those little dough what is that power bait yeah 
that's why they were using that for decades because that's what they were feeding them, similar to what they were feeding them at the the farm. I said that same thing to Cam. I I brought my tackle box with all my little MEP spinners in it. No power bait of all things. Right. See, they. So. I don't think a lot of those fish have had a chance to chase minnows yet to experience that as an, a food option. I didn't even think about that. Huh. Didn't yeah. even, I didn't even think about that. Right. Sometimes you got to feed them what they're looking for. Got to bring the power bait next time. Yep. Oh, I got to tell you a story about the kid who is who was arrested in Florida for having his picture taken with a grouper. Was it why? Was he naked? No, that probably would have complicated the whole issue. <laughs> right. He uh, he was fishing in, from what I remember of the story, he was fishing in a university canal. The university is right on the water, and they have this this course where you can take my i don't know whatever fishing biological like a marine biology course or yeah, something yeah I, I guess so cuz you can go into the water as a scuba diver you can see all the stuff and junk that's growing around the canal and this kid snuck in and started fishing there and he caught a grouper which is a protected fish in Florida and they said that they arrested him because he was posing with it and i found that to be a little unnerving because who doesn't pose with a fish you catch right and Traditionally, grouper that you pose for pictures with are the size of Volvos. I mean, those are big fish. You want to have a picture. This kid was arrested, paid $7,500 bail to get out. Just a teenager. But he was taking the fish for a walk. He 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 took he caught the fish, posed with the fish, walked around with the fish, made it 100 yards away from where he caught the fish so he could continue to pose with the fish and show everybody what he did with the fish. And then posted it all on Facebook so the cops could come and get him. So the kid was obviously ignorant to the law. If you're the judge in that case, what do you? How are you going to treat that kid? You got to give him a slap on the wrist. He's already paid seventy five hundred bucks in bail. That's right. He's, he hasn't gone to college yet. You know, maybe he'll get smarter if he goes to school. But I mean, what fisherman hasn't tried to pose for a fish? And seventy five hundred. That means that he. That's even, a lot of lawns. If he if he shows up for court. He still loses 10% of that to the bail bondsman. Sure. That's how they make That's their cash. That's an expensive cash. lesson to learn. But, again, if you are going to go fishing, you it is up to you to know the laws and rules of where you're going fishing. What is that app that you that you gave me? Um, the fish app. I, I forgot what it is. What is it called? I'm going to quick, quick take a look at my phone. App. Fish rules. <laughs> there you go. There's an app called Fish Rules. Right. And uh, if you have any questions about whatever. Except I don't think they've updated the Fish Rules app on Stripers yet. That new slot limit, I don't think has made it to I think they still have the limit as 28 inches or bigger. Your Honor, I have the app. I just follow what the app said. Yeah, so if you want to arrest anybody, arrest the makers of this app. That's right. They're responsible, not me. I'm going by what they say, not by what the law says. Had a buddy of mine send me a picture of a 35-inch striper caught off of Martha's Vineyard hmm. over the weekend. Nice. So he was pumped up about that. Well, I that's, guess so. that's, a, that's a beautiful fish. They're still around, man. And it's... Is that in the slot? That's in the slot. Ah. Yeah, because well, it's it's up to 36. It's 32 Is, to 36, right? I Is, thought it was... 28 to 36? 28. I thought it was 35, but... His was, it was 35. I can't remember now. That's how bad a fisherman I am, so I better not go fishing soon until I learn how to measure my fish to see if it's legal. Don't look at the fish app. It's not updated. I got a joke for you. Oh, no. It's inspired by your lack of laughing, because you're a difficult one to please when it comes to jokes. These two guys go fishing. When they're done, they decide to hit the bar. 
And they've been traveling for days in order to go fishing at this particular fishing hole, so they're not really familiar with the bar that they're going to go to. But they walk in, they sit down, it's full of locals. One guy stands up and goes, 24! Everybody starts laughing. Another guy stands up, 32! Everybody starts laughing and laughing, slapping their legs. So the one guy gets up, goes to the bartender. Guy's like, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I'll take two drinks, but um, what's up with all the yelling of the numbers? Guy's like, oh, well, you see, we're all locals. Everybody's from around here. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody knows everybody's jokes. So what we did is we cataloged them. And now instead of telling the whole joke, all you got to do is shout out the number, and everybody remembers the number, and you start laughing. Okay. It's like, oh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So he goes back down with his drinks, sits with his friend, explains to him what the number system is all about. His friend's like, hey. I think that's pretty cool. So his friend stands up and goes, 13! Dead silence. Crickets. The other guy doesn't understand it, so he goes back to the bartender. Bartender shaking his head. <laughs> you told it wrong. <laughs> you. Why? I thought you <laughs> That's it. I'm, i got to get a new fishing partner. I love my jokes. I'm looking forward to doing some cod fishing here in a couple of weeks. We got, was it the weekend of Deciduous People Day? Yes. Uh, we're going the Sunday before Columbus Day. And we're going for cod. Yes. Not, 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 I mean, are we not going to go for stripers? We're not going to go for bluefish? Are we not going to go for porgies? It's something we have to check into because I mentioned it to someone and they said that um, rec- you can't keep recreational cod. Why not? You see, there's more rules out there that i got to learn about. No, so I've got to look into it. They said that commercial cod fishing can keep the cod, but he said that recreational fishermen can't not. But, so, I don't but know. We're, we're kind of paying for this trip. We should be considered professional fishermen. I'm going with that, Your Honor. Yeah, I paid well for this. Novice fishermen, I understand. <laughs> got to keep the cod out of their, their hands. But no, we're paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to kill these cod. <laughs> Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> Let's go fishing.